Coming up on Pop Psych, we talk all things happiness and we ask the question, can we stop the feeling? So we're going to use the smash hit from Justin Timberlake and chat about this elusive feeling with happiness expert, Dr. Tim Sharp. It's really unrealistic to expect to be smiling and laughing and dancing every second of every day. Music, meaning, mindfulness. This is Pop Psych with Nathan Lee Jones. Welcome to another week of Pop Psych. I hope all is well in your world. This is episode number three, and uh, so far we've covered quite a bit, really. Week one was the act of rising from adversity and going for gold. Uh, And last week there was a pretty pretty heavy episode really about preserving your emotional energy and relationships but this week we're keeping things a little bit more lighthearted. we're going on the search for that feeling that we all seem to just want a little bit more of happiness yep feeling happy and as far as happy hits go you can't really go past this bright and sugary sweet slice of pop perfection that we're checking out this week it's by one of music's smoothest operators justin timberlake it's from the dreamworks animated movie trolls the hit song can't stop the feeling Yeah, it's a certified feel-good chart topper, debuting at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and making it Justin Timberlake's fifth US number one single. Uh, The track was also the best-selling song of 2016, selling two and a half million copies in the US alone. Now, Justin's voice not only features in the movie Trolls as an actor, he's also the executive music producer for the soundtrack. Although, uh, I'm yet to see the movie. I should have done my homework. But my nephew, he just wasn't keen on this one. I wanted to convince him. He wasn't keen. He's a very discerning moviegoer. So, uh, regardless, this soundtrack is definitely getting a lot of love from a lot of people. But um, whether or not, like my nephew, you're not so keen on the big, bright, supercharged family movies like Trolls, there's no denying that this song has so much feel-good to it that you almost can't help but smile when the beat kicks in. Uh, The lyrics of the song seem to reflect that feeling of happiness too that, according to Justin Timberlake, just can't be stopped. You know, these lyrics, they're not exactly deep and meaningful, but... uh, there is a bit of confusion about what these lyrics actually are. Case in point, before the chorus kicks in with the lyrics, just imagine, Ellen DeGeneres had a slightly different interpretation when chatting with JT on her show. My my favourite was, you were like, just electric, just just electric, just electric. I was like, that's, that's not, that's not the word. That's no. (laughs) Just electric, those are the words. Although, I should have written, it's just electric. What is it? I always thought it was just electric. What is it? It pretty clearly says, just imagine, but... Really? (laughs) Did y'all know that? (laughs) Just electric. You know, I can kind of hear it. Um, Just electric, just imagine, either or. Uh, It's a great tune that clearly points towards that feeling of being in the zone and experiencing a feeling of euphoria. You know, who doesn't like those just electric moments, sorry Ellen, uh, where life just seems to be peaking out. It's those states of being where every little worry that generally gnaws away at you is just nowhere in sight and you're walking on air. It's beautiful. You know, wouldn't it be amazing if we were somehow able to have that feeling never stop and just have those good vibes continually flowing and flowing? 
As incredible as this sounds, experience has shown me in my life at least that being in a state of happiness 100% of the time isn't really that realistic. Sooner or later, I experience a downer and aiming for complete happiness all of the time just seems to set me up for failure. So does that mean that we shouldn't aim for happiness? That we shouldn't do things to help us maintain those maximum levels of happiness that are potentially available to us? Well, our guest on Pop Psych this week is guaranteed to help us out on those questions. We are talking with an expert, otherwise known as Dr. Happy. It's Dr. Tim Sharp, the Chief Happiness Officer at the Happiness Institute. Now, Tim is a hugely respected leader in the field of positive psychology. He holds three degrees in psychology, including a PhD, and he's the best-selling author of a whole stack of books, uh, including The Happiness Handbook, 100 Ways to Happiness, A Guide for Busy people and his latest book transformation turning tragedy into triumph you may have also read his work in the sydney morning herald prevention magazine or the australian financial review or seen his lovely face on sunrise today or the morning show but today we are lucky enough to have him with us on the show to further explore this feeling we call happiness dr tim sharp welcome to the show thanks for having me and uh that's a wonderful introduction. I think it's the first time my face has ever been described as lovely, but I'll take it. <laughs> take it. You've got to take those wins when they appear. Uh, it's uh, so good to be talking with you, Tim, and especially about happiness. I think a lot of us are confused about what happiness really is. How would you define happiness? Yeah, that's, that's a great place to start, and I think you're right. Uh, a lot of people are confused uh, because although a lot of people think about happiness a lot of the time, they don't tend to think deeply enough about it to define what it really means for them. Um, and this is an important point to start with. It actually means different things to different people. So my definition of happiness or a happy life or a great life would probably be uh, different to your definition. And that's okay because we're different people with different contexts, different aspirations. And this is one of the first things we all need to do or, or I encourage people to do is to sit down and define what does it really mean to me? And then we even need to review that because it changes over the years as we mature and go through different stages of life. Um, and as I said a bit earlier, not enough people do that. They, they want happiness, but they don't even know what they want, so to speak. Uh, but that being said, there are a couple of common themes, I guess, or some big pillars that are, uh, are relevant to all of us. Um, and so when I talk about happiness, uh, I'm talking about a number of things. One of them is pleasure or positive emotion. And this is pretty easy for people to grasp, but it's the, probably the most commonly, um, uh, commonly considered part of happiness. Uh, but it's not the only part, or it shouldn't be the only part, because as well as positive emotion, which is important, uh, we should also be thinking about engaging fully in life by using our strengths. We also need to remember that happiness is not just about me as an individual, but about our relationships. So connectedness and community are very important um, and in addition uh, meaning and purpose so it's not just about pleasure in the here and now but it's about something bigger than me over a longer term or a longer period of time um, and throughout all of that I guess humans are built to kind of feel good when they achieve or accomplish something so you know setting meaningful goals working towards those meaningful goals which sometimes means blood sweat and tears uh, but ultimately will lead us to that sense of satisfaction. Uh, and if we put all of that together, that's what positive psychology is talking about when they're 
Uh, not talking about happiness, but talking about living a meaningful life. Yeah, absolutely. So many different ingredients by the sounds that make happiness, which mm. is amazing. Well, th- with this song we're looking at this week, it's Can't Stop the Feeling. That feeling of happiness is obviously really lovely to feel. Is it, is it realistic to think that that feeling should never stop? Uh, definitely not. Um, in fact, it's totally unrealistic. It's, um, uh, there's, there's no doubt, and the research, the positive psychology research over the last decade or two has really highlighted that positive emotion and pleasure and happiness are great things, and they're really good for us. They actually, you know, it's not just about feeling good, but those emotions uh, motivate us and inspire us and energize us to achieve more, to live a better life, and even to do more good for others. Uh, but it is really important to note, and I, I say this time and time again, that, that no one, uh, not even Dr. Happy, uh, mm-hmm. is happy all of the time. It's, it's really unrealistic to expect to be smiling and laughing and dancing uh, every second of every day. In fact, if you actually stop and think about it, it, it's, it would be quite weird. It would be quite, quite <laughs> absurd. It would. Um, so what, um, what we need to understand is that, you know, again, yes, happiness is a great thing. And yes, we want to try and create as much of it in our lives as possible. But we also need to accept the reality that um, other emotions uh, that historically have been called negative emotions, things like sadness, depression, anxiety, even, even frustration and anger, these are normal parts of being a human being. And in fact, in some ways, they can be good parts. Um, which isn't to say it's pleasant to be depressed. It's obviously not. That's, that's uh, you know, that'd be contradictory. But, um, but they are an important part of helping us understand life, understand who we are as humans. And I guess, uh, as the cliche goes, we, we can't really enjoy happiness in its full form without having some sadness or depression to contrast that with. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, pretty interesting when you think about it like that. It gives a bit of context to those tough times when you know that somehow in the bigger scheme of things, yeah, you can't have those uh, peaks without, without those valleys, yeah? Yeah, and look, it's not a matter of actively trying to create misery. Um, that's not hmm. what we're talking about. That, that, that's, not when, you know, that's not a goal that anyone would necessarily want. But the reality is it's going to happen. You know, life will throw... Uh, bad stuff at us or bad things will happen. Um, you know, we're, we're not perfect. Uh, life's not perfect. So we'll make mistakes and other people will make mistakes. And, and you know, not surprisingly, sometimes that will contribute or, or be associated with some form of distress. Um, and that's okay. I guess the, if we try to deny that or if we try to fight it or pretend that it's not going to happen, what it can actually do is create more distress because then we just get frustrated. Every time something goes wrong, we get frustrated, we get disappointed, um, which is obviously not ideal. Whereas if we accept that it's a normal part of life, um, and you know, this is part of many of the great philosophies and religions, particularly Buddhism, that um, you know, suffering is a normal part of life, then in some ways we suffer less because we don't get that secondary disappointment and the secondary uh, frustration, which can, for some people, you know, lead to a vicious downward spiral, uh, which can actually become quite severe. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, th- this song um, that we're looking at this week um, does tap into that element that isn't the suffering part. It's more of that, that happy, joyful thing. I'm just going to play a little bit of that song now. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up no ceiling when we're in our zone. Now, I know that in positive psychology, that zone of happiness is sometimes referred to as, as flow. And that's always a really nice place to be in. So is there any way that we can somehow uh, get into that zone deliberately? Oh, very much so. So that's, 
Yeah, look, even before positive psychology, I guess sports psychologists had talked about being in the zone. And, um, and as you quite rightly said, uh, more recently, or a bit more recently for the last, I guess it's been 15 or 20 years now, um, positive psychologists have talked about flow, which is a state of being where we're so totally absorbed in something that we lose track of time. We, uh, we're not necessarily feeling happy in the sense that this song might convey or in that really positive emotion, <laughs> but, it, but it is another form of positive emotion. It's certainly a very uh, enjoyable and satisfying uh, feeling, I guess. And yes, we can actually create it. And, and probably the, the classic way or the most talked about way of creating flow is by using our strengths. Um, now, historically, psychology is focused a lot on weaknesses. It's focused on those things that we're not good at. And we all have them. We all have uh, faults and limitations of weaknesses. But, but the good news is, and this again, this is what positive psychology has focused a lot more of in recent years, that in addition to those faults and weaknesses that we all have, we also have strengths. Um, and these are positive attributes. These are um, characteristics and uh, they're similar to talents and abilities, I suppose, a little bit different, but uh, that we all have, that we're naturally good at, things that come easily to us, areas in our life where we can perform really well. Um, but the sad reality is a lot of us don't even know what they are because we're, we're not taught them at school. And, yeah. uh, and as I said a bit earlier, most of us spend most of our time focusing on weaknesses. But, but if we can become more aware of our strengths and if we can then find more ways to utilize them more often, then we're more likely to experience flow and other forms of positive emotion that come from achievement and accomplishment and, and satisfaction. That's great. And that's something I think we all want to feel more of. Do you think dancing is one of those ways? I mean, the word dance is used so many times in this song. Uh, does, does movement, is that correlated somehow with getting in that zone, having that flow? Well, interestingly, it, it's very much correlated with happiness um, and in a number of ways. So, um, well, so, so I guess you can think about dance in a number of ways. Um, uh, and this is why it's so helpful. But dance, which has been researched quite a bit, actually, in a number of different populations, including in, in older populations, so it's actually been shown to be one of the best things we can do to ward off some of the effects of ageing. Uh, and that's because dance, uh, as I said, can be considered in at least, well, probably at least three ways. One, uh, it, it, it is a form of exercise in a way, uh, and it can be a very good form of exercise. I mean, you know, you go to some nightclubs or some dance parties and people are really getting hot and sweaty, and that's a fun <laughs> way to work out our bodies. And as you know, we, you know working out our bodies is a great thing. Physical health and well-being is great for our psychological health and well-being. Yeah. So certainly if we look at it, in a for, as a form of exercise, it's a great thing to do. Uh, but what we also know about dance, or particularly probably older forms of dance, um, where there are routines to learn and patterns to follow, um, you know, this, some of the more older forms of regimented dances, well, what we know, that actually uses parts of the brain uh, in a very positive way. So it can actually be very beneficial to our brain and, to, and, and can prevent, to some extent, cognitive decline as we age. But the other important part of dance is, um, which is, which you know is very beneficial, and I touched on this a bit earlier, is that most of the time, for most of us, when we're dancing, we're also socialising. If you think about it, most, you know, it doesn't mean you can't go and have a dance on your own, obviously, which could be great, but most of the time, we're at a party, we're with friends, we're socialising with those people that we love and care about, and there's no doubt at all that socialising and building positive relationships is good for us. So, I guess if you put all of those three things together, you get a triple whammy and they can actually, <laughs> uh, you know, they really can provide um, lots of positive benefits. 
Absolutely. Oh, it makes me want to run out to the uh, to the dance club right now and get some happy fixes. Um, but yeah, right, being with people is a is a huge thing. And and uh, yeah, when I when I think back to my best nights out, it's usually the people and the uh, situations mm. that have really elevated that that element of of happiness. Undoubtedly. <laughs> uh, Tim, thank you so much for joining us today on the show and having a chat. Uh, if you want to find out more about Dr. Tim Sharp and the work that he does, you can head to his website, which is drhappy.com.au, or you can follow him on Twitter to get those hits of happiness throughout the day. His Twitter handle is at drhappy. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, good luck. Dr. Tim Sharp's latest book, Transformation, Turning Tragedy into Triumph, is currently available in stores everywhere. It's Justin Timberlake with Can't Stop the Feeling. Good song. And luckily, the feeling can keep going just a little bit longer if you want to hear this song in full. Along with a whole playlist of feel-good tunes, you are in luck because this week's Pop Psych playlist will give you every reason to get you happy on and cultivate some good vibes as you go about your day. There's some music from Kobe Calais. There's this one from Flo Rida. And this very happy track from Time Flies. You can grab the link to this very happy playlist in the show notes of this podcast or by heading to popsych.com. Well, today we have learned that happiness means different things to different people. It's not just a one-size-fits-all package, but something that's intangible, that's unique to everyone. According to Dr. Tim Sharp, though, positive emotion is a big part of it, along with engaging fully in life by using our strengths and creating great relationships and creating meaning, purpose, and accomplishment. So suffering, obviously, is just a normal part of life, and it's okay not to be happy all the time, but... Just like JT, we can create that flow and get in the zone by using our strengths and, of course, by being with other people and preferably carving it up on the dance floor and shredding some good moves. It's always handy. Uh, Of course, Pop Psych isn't always about happiness. It's about exploring every single emotion and how we can best approach those emotions with a bit of help from prominent thought leaders and, of course, the hottest hits. So we are doing it all again next week. I hope you'll join me for that. But until then, I'm Nathan Lee-Jones. Take care. For more pop and more psych, head to poppsych.com.